Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the Dictionary Podcast, the podcast that's the one in the world that's read by some silly person called Spencer. That is me. Thank you for joining me. Um, what what do I gotta say? Um, it's uh, my foot's still healing. I'm using my crutches less and less, which is great. Uh, I still use them if I have to walk around a little bit too much. But uh, yeah, it's it's healing. That is for sure. Uh, which is good because I have to fly tomorrow and um, at the time of recording. So it's good. It's good that it's healing. Okay, <clears throat> you don't care about that. You care about the word bail, B-A-I-L. You heard the first two forms of it uh, in the previous episode. And now you lovely people get to hear the third form of it. B-A-I-L. Did I spell that? Do I need to spell that? I don't think so. Um, but there is a word bail, B-A-L-E, which will which we will be getting to in a little bit. Uh, that is spelled differently, but that's not the one we are talking about. This one is a noun from the 15th century. One, the temporary release of a prisoner in exchange for security given for the due appearance of the prisoner. Number two, security given for the release of a prisoner on bail. Number three, one who provides bail. This is from Middle English. It means custody or bail. From Anglo-French, literally means handing over or delivery. And uh, let's see, that is from uh, balier, which means to give or entrust or hand over. And that is from Latin, bajulare, which means to carry a burden. Also from, uh, so that bajulare would be the verb. And then there is the word bajulus. I'm not 100% sure on how the J sound is pronounced in Latin. I can't remember. Um, but bajulus, it means porter or carrier. Now we have the fourth form of the word bail. This is a verb from 1548. Looks like it's only a transitive verb. Number one, to release under bail. Number two, to procure the release of by giving bail. Often used with the word out, like a bail out. Number three, to help from a predicament. Again, used with the word out, as in bailing out impoverished countries. And bailable is an adjective. And uh, no, I don't think we have bail out. Uh, no, we do actually have bail out. Uh, we'll, get that, we'll get to that later this episode. Hey, guess what? We have a fifth form of the word bail. It is a noun from the 15th century, 1A. A supporting half hoop, like a like a basketball hoop, uh, but probably not for basketball. Number one uh, B, a hinged bar for holding paper against the platen of a typewriter. What is the platen? Uh, holding paper against the pl- so is maybe the platen of a typewriter is the um, the round part I guess that the paper leans up against uh, that sort of rotates there. Uh, so that's the hinged bar. So yeah, so there's the the platen, and then there's the paper, and then there's the bar that goes across that holds the paper against the platen. That's called a bail. Uh, a lot of you young people probably have never used a typewriter before, but I have. By the way, did you know that the uh, the way the the keys are laid out on the keyboard is actually designed to be the slowest possible way? that uh, someone can type on them. The reason is 
they had it laid out in a much quicker way, uh, you know, to type faster. And the the keys, uh, the ones that would actually go against the paper to put the ink on, those keys kept on getting stuck together because people were typing too fast. And so they designed the keyboard, the QWERTY keyboard as we know it, uh, to be as slow as possible. And there is a, and then it just became the way that we typed. So, so if they redesigned the keyboard, uh, if we all got used to it, we could type a lot faster. There actually is a, a, a keyboard called Dvorak. I think that's how it's pronounced. I think it's D-V-O-R-A-K. Um, and that is designed to be the fastest way possible. I think all the vowels are on one side, like all in a row. And then so the idea is that you're alterna- alternating back and forth, left, right, left, right, left, right, um, you know, as much as possible. Because the way it is now, sometimes there are words that you have to type a lot with your left hand or a lot with your right hand. And it uh, it's not quite as fast that way. But if you're able to go back and forth between your hands, you can type a lot faster. Um, I actually did study how to use that keyboard um, a years ago, um, and on my computer I could switch between, you know, are the keys going to be, uh, is it a Dvorak or a Cordy keyboard? Of course, the keyboard in front of me didn't have that, so I sort of had to memorize where the letters were, but I've completely forgotten how to do that. Uh, so I think that um, we should redesign our keyboard and we should start teaching the young kids Dvorak and um, make the old people learn it. And, uh, you know, it'll be like 100 years of transition that would suck, but then we'll all type faster. Um, Okay, enough of the keyboards and typewriters and things. Let's now go on to the next definition of the fifth form of bale. It is number two, a usually arched handle as of a kettle or pail. Now we have, oh, and we have some etymology for this one too. Uh, Middle English, bale. Uh, spelled B-E-I-L or B-A-I-L-E, probably from Old English bagel or bagel, and that is akin to the, what is this, M-D. It's probably middle, some language that starts with D. Bugle, which means iron ring or hilt guard. Uh, So hilt guard, maybe that's where the typewriter thing comes in. And it is akin to the Old English bugan, which means to bend, and there's more at the word bow or bow. Um, and I real quick want to go back to this page um, right at the beginning, right before the A's. There's this, um, there's the pronunciation symbols. And then there's also, here we go, D, 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 Dutch. So it's not Deutsch, which would be German. It's Dutch. So Middle Dutch was that one that was MD. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Now we have the sixth form of bail. It is a transitive verb from 1768 to deliver personal property in trust to another for a special purpose and for a limited period. And this is uh, from Anglo-French Balier. I think that's how it's pronounced. And now we have the seventh and final form of bail. Who knew that there were seven forms of bail? It is a noun from 1844. It is chiefly British, a device for confining or separating animals. Interesting. How uh, how does that work exactly? So we had seven forms of bail. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four of them were nouns, and the other three were verbs, in case you're curious. Next, we have bailee, B-A-I-L-E-E. It is a noun from 1528. The person to whom personal property is bailed. So if I bail you out, 
uh, I would be the bailee, the person to whom personal property is bailed. Yep. Next, we have bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y. This is a noun from the 13th century. One, the outer wall of a castle or any of several walls surrounding the keep. Number two, a courtyard within the external wall or between two outer walls of a castle. <clears throat> and any of you people who know much about uh, that world probably already knew that. I'm sure I've heard that phrase, that that uh, Bailey in terms of castles and things, but I didn't never really knew what it was. Um, I know there's a last name, the Irish last name Bailey, so I wonder if that's where they got that from or if that came from somewhere else. Um, you know, maybe it was the person who sort of keeps watch on the outer wall. They were called a Bailey. I don't know. Um, but I have a personal connection to this word. Actually, my cat is named Bailey. I actually named her after the the uh, the very tasty and sweet alcohol, Bailey's, uh, which luckily now they have a vegan version of that, which I like to enjoy every now and again. Uh, so yeah, my, my little girl, my little cat, um, who's very small, uh, but she's um, how she's almost 12. She's like 11 and a half years old. Um, she's she's Bailey. Uh, let's see. This is Middle English Bailey. Uh, spelled different, which means palisade, palisade, or bailey from Anglo-French bale, B-A-I-L-L-E, or bailey with one L, ends in an E. And the, now we go to bailey, B-A-I-L-I-E, and this is a noun from the 14th century. We had three words that basically all sound the same in a row. Uh, so this is, uh, number one is chiefly a dialect, and we have the Synonym bailiff. Number two, a Scottish municipal magistrate corresponding to an English alderman. Uh, so actually, maybe this is where that last name Bailey comes from. I said before it was Irish. Um, I, I think I only said that because usually when I meet somebody with the last name Bailey, they're, uh, they say they're Irish. And so I sort of connect it more towards that. But obviously, English and Scottish, they could be from there, too. Um, in fact, my, my wife's, uh, one of her grandmothers, I think, grandmothers or great-grandmothers, maiden name was Bailey. Um, so yeah, th this could be where this municipal magistrate or alderman, um, you know, if you had that job at, you know, many years ago, maybe your last name was Bailey and that's where that came from. Okay. Next we have bailiff. It is a noun from the 14th century. 1A, an official employed by a British sheriff to serve writs and make arrests and executions. Oh, they had to actually make executions too. I didn't know that. 1B. A minor officer of some U.S. courts usually serving as a messenger or usher. Number two is chiefly British. One who manages an estate or farm. And bailiff ship is a noun. And it's also a boat filled with bailiffs who are just executing people. So this is Middle English from uh, bailiff or bailey from Anglo-French bailiff from bail, which means power or authority or office. From balier, which means to govern or administer. Um, it does look like it's the same balier that I was mispronouncing before. I think it's spelled the same way. Yeah, but uh, they mean different things, so not sure about that. Also from Middle Latin, bajulare, which means to care for or support. From Latin, uh, which we just said, to carry a burden. And there's more at the word bail, which we spoke about earlier. Next we have bailiwick. This is a noun from the 15th century. One, the office or jurisdiction of a bailiff. 
Number two, a special domain. And let's see, this is Middle English, Bailiff Week, B-A-I-L-L-I-F-W-I-K, from Bailiff plus Wick. Uh, and Wick means dwelling place or village. And also from uh, Old English, uh, Vic, uh, I don't, why did I say the V sound? I don't know if there was a V sound. Uh, W-I-C, from Latin Vicus. Uh, so there, that's where the V comes in, which uh, vicus means village, and there's more at the word vicinity. Uh, yeah, I, I know, I can't remember the, exactly the history of it or something, but I know in uh, like Austria, Germany, they pronounce W's like V's, and I think they even pronounce V's like W's. So honestly, I think they probably do it the more proper way. Uh, but here in, in, in English, we have flipped it around for some reason. Um, a W is, its name is W, so it should be more like a wuss. Uh, well, see, there you go. Why, why did they say W's like V's and V's? I don't know. It's complicated, but I think there's some reason for that somewhere. Somebody flipped it around. Uh, okay, bailment is next. It is a noun from 1554. The act of bailing a person or personal property. Next, we have bailer, B-A-I-L-O-R. Uh, could also be E-R, actually. This is a noun from 1602. A person who delivers personal property to another in trust. Next, we have bailout, that one I mentioned earlier. Uh, so this version of it is all one word. It is a noun from 1951, a rescue from financial distress. Next is bailout, which is two words. This is an intransitive verb from 1930. One, to parachute from an aircraft. Number two, to abandon a harmful or difficult situation. Also, the synonyms leave and depart. Of course, I'm sure a lot of you remember the uh, the bank bailout here in America by the government. That was, wow, that was like 11, 12 years ago. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was fun. I uh, definitely went upside down on my mortgage for a long, long time, uh, but I think I'm back to about even, which is good. Um, all right, next we have bailsman. It is a noun from 1862, one who gives bail for another. Next is Ban-Marie, B-A-I-N hyphen M-A-R-I-E. It is a noun from, where did it go? Uh, 1822. There's a lot of etymology before the year. A cooking utensil containing heated water in which food in smaller pots is cooked. Compared to double broiler. I've heard double broiler. I think I maybe kind of know what that possibly looks like, but I don't cook, so I don't know. And so I guess a bain-marie is, uh, is similar to that. Where did it come, you, come from, you ask? Man, I screwed that up. Where did it come from, you ask? It is French, from Middle French. Uh, let's see, what is this saying? Trans of, oh, see, now I should have this uh, this abbreviation page up all the time. And when I say page, I mean it's literally a page. It's not like another tab on the computer because I'm doing this all with a physical book. Um, is trans in here? Yes, translation, translation. Uh, let's Let's put this little thing here. So I can come back to that. Uh, so what is this saying? This is French from Middle French. It's a translation of the Middle Latin balneum marai, uh, which literally means Mary's bath, like you take a bath in the tub. Uh, and that is after Maria Habriai, or Habria, 
which was Mary of the uh, Mary the Jewess, which was a legendary inventor of apparatus used in alchemy. So that was a very complicated etymology. So let's let's go backwards in this. Mary the Jewess, um, if that was what they called her, I guess she must have been Jewish. She was named Mary. She was she invented apparatus or apparati used in alchemy. So you have an idea of when this was all happening. And they called her Maria Hebrei or Hebrei. It looks sort of like the word Hebrew. Um, and so that she made something, I guess, called Mary's bath which must be similar to a double broiler. And then that was translated into Latin, or it was uh, originally written in Latin as Balneum Mar- Mar- uh, Mariae, or Mar- just Maria. And then it eventually went to French, Bonne Marie, which is the, the standard term for it. All right, next we have the very last word for this episode. It is Bairn, B-A-I-R-N. It is a noun from before the 12th century. It's a short one. It's chiefly Scottish, and we just have the synonym child. Um, we, My wife and I just watched Dairy Girls. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. And uh, they are in Northern Ireland. But they had some name for kids. I don't think it was Bairn. And I can't remember, was it like wit or something? I think it was something with a W. But that just reminded me of it, that it was just another name for, for child. Um, but in Scottish, uh, they say bairn a lot. And uh, let's see, we are not going to get into the etymology because it's not super helpful. You can go look that up if you want. I have to pick a word of the episode, so I think I'm going to go ahead and pick Bailey as the word of the episode because my little cat is named Bailey, and I love her, and she's great and super cute, but she can also be kind of nasty, which is uh, pretty typical for a cat. Um, so that is it. Uh, there's, there's stuff going on in my life, but, uh, you don't want to hear about that. So until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Uh, goodbye.